soaked. It's the Macaw Podcast universe. Hello? It's summer. <laughs> it's I bet it's a hot one today. I could sure use some water. Water. Or some Stay aqua. hydrated. Some aqua. And that is Aquaman. That's yeah. what we're covering today. <laughs> That's got to be up there for worst podcast intros You better keep ever. it. I will keep it. Um, we exist as the Macaw Podcast universe as to prove people wrong. When they say that sequels, sequels are never better, better than, than the originals. originals. And we go through film franchises and... Right now, we are in, I think we've just passed the halfway point on the DC Extended Universe. Um, and I would encourage you, I'm not going to rehash all the stuff we think so far about the universe, um, but I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. But today, we're talking about Aquaman. Yes. A very wild movie. Um. I know that you didn't see this movie when it first came out. Nope. But I, I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it um, with one of my buddies, and we just watched it. And um, with the with the expectation of let's just hammer this movie. The yeah, whole time. let's just kind of like you know started at like midnight and just laugh the whole time because because how could this movie be any good was mm-hmm. the expectation I had for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only effects, basically. Like, how is this ever going to be good? And I remember when we were watching it, you know, I'm just, so, you know, the last movie I had seen was Justice League of this universe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had no expectations yeah. for this to be good. And we start it, and I'm like, okay, I think the beginning's a little bit rough. But then when he gets onto the submarine... And he jumps down and he goes, permission to come aboard. (laughs) I thought to myself, oh, am I going to love this? (laughs) And then the whole rest of the movie was me fighting the part of me that was really enjoying it so that we could keep making fun of it. Yeah. Uh, Even though I was like, this is kind of cool. And then we went through and... I uh, listened to the Blank Checks episode on it where they were just like ranting and raving about how fun the movie was. And then I just kept on stewing on the movie and for, I I don't know, two or three years now, I've just been like, I think I like Aquaman. Mm -hmm. And then we watched it last night and I was a little nervous because I'd kind of convinced myself that this was a cool movie and that I liked it. Yeah. Also, uh, our listeners should know, if you didn't know, back in October, we covered Insidious, which is a big notch on the James Wan uh, belt, who yeah. is the director of Aquaman. And so having seen Aquaman, then seeing Insidious, and kind of being like, oh, I think I really like James Wan, and then watching this movie last night, I think this movie rules. It's, it's so cool. in a word, delightful. It's fun. Yeah. And anytime, anytime there's something I don't really like about it, there's like eight other things that I love about it. Yeah. This movie is without a doubt the best DCEU movie. I And I know I really like Shazam, but... Oh, you like it more than Shazam? Potentially. I'm excited think, to watch Shazam again because I yeah. did like Shazam, but potentially this is the best one. This is also the best King Arthur adaptation that we have had. Yeah. I mean, that I've had, like, in my lifetime. Yeah. And it didn't even... I had, like... I gasped 
at the moment in the movie when, when took- it's like <laughs> not only the king can pull the trident out of his hands and i was just like wait this is king arthur yeah wait his name's arthur <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't i didn't even put together the arthur part that's so funny um yeah, because on Patreon we watched the kid who would be king, which is probably the most recent like straight up adaption. Yeah, of um, Arthur. Go to Patreon.com/slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W to check out that episode. Um, and it's just funny because it feels like that movie is almost good, we, and we talk about it on Patreon. Yeah. But it it's like the King Arthur thing. Everybody wants to do it, but it's really hard to pull off. Funny enough, I think I th- it's just because it's a public domain story. It's just. Like, yeah. sure, do it. Anyone can have the rights, but no one has a good idea for it to yeah. make it different. I mean, the kid would be keen that they did have a good idea for it. Totally. But this one is just like, and I, I guess this is probably just Aquaman comic, you know? Like, yeah. this is part of the Aquaman lore, which is like, whenever you put folklore or something into something, I'm going to like it. I, oh, yeah. There's a great oh, yeah. chance. Although I didn't notice that until the third act of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think that this movie is really interesting because I think it officially marks the demarcation point for the DCEU. This, this is, I don't think this is necessarily intentional on their part, but this is my reading on the universe. So before this, they have the Zack Snyder like vision of the universe where it's going to be this dark, gritty, you know, gods among men uh-huh. universe and a lot of father stuff. Now, they don't abandon the father stuff in this movie. Yeah. But then, as we talked about last week, you have the Justice League, which kind of, because of the whole Zack leaving, Warner Brothers kind of pushing him out at the same time, even though he left because of his daughter's death, and then Whedon taking over, Justice League's just a huge mess. Mm -hmm. And then this movie, it, it acknowledges Justice League, yes, but it sort of says... We don't care about anything else. We don't care that he was in BVS. We don't care for like one shot. We don't care mm-hmm. that he's in Justice League. This is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And the studios just kind of let that happen. And then Shazam is kind of like isn't doesn't really reference anything except at the I very don't think end. I would ever I don't remember how it ends, but I don't think I would ever have known that that Shazam was connected. When yeah. that, when they started advertising that movie I thought it was a made-up superhero. (laughs) I really have never heard of, had never heard of Shazam ever in my life. I hadn't either. Okay. Um, But yeah, I thought that this was just a fun, made-up superhero movie. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, But yeah, so when that, when that happened, it's like, okay, they're kind of really straying. And then I, I I think the next one is Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. And like in the trailer, she, she says something to the effect of, um, me and the Joker broke up. So they're basically saying, like, forget the Joker. Yeah. This isn't about him. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So I think now, the, this this is when it kind of starts where they're like, we don't really care to be Marvel anymore. We tried really hard to be Marvel. It failed. Let's just let directors do with these characters what they want to do. Yeah. And so we have the first one that does that. Um, this movie's directed by James Wan. It has a screenplay by, this is a four-person name, David Leslie Johnson Mick Goldrick, who wrote Orphan, Wrath of the Titans, Conjuring 2 and 3. Um, Will Beale, who wrote Gangster Squad and Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then the story is by Jeff Johns, who's a big DC Comics writer. 
And he also um, wrote Wonder Woman, 1984. Mm-hmm. And then James Wan and Will Beale on the story credit as well. The music is by Rupert Gregson Williams, who did the music for Wonder Woman. So we talked oh, about him. Oh, that's cool. So this, the score of this movie was so good. I loved it. Especially it was cool. in like big fight bum, scenes, bum, it sounded bum. like a video game score. Yeah. It was uh, great. But yeah, that the one that you just the, did the was always the Patrick thing. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, the warm one. Gosh, that was so good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the only thing that doesn't work, and it just doesn't work for me pretty much in any movie, is when there's kind of like goofy shenanigans happening, and the score's like... Bing, 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 that bing, just sounds bing, like stock bing, music bing. to me. And yeah. I think that one, it just, I kept saying what we're watching at this one's for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cinematography is by Don Burgess, who we talked about in our Terminator 3 episode. Cause he's What's Terminator 3? Rise of the Machines. Oh, the um, boob one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and um, he he's a big Robert Zemeckis guy. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes so much sense that he's hired <laughs> for this movie. Why? Because Zemeckis is like the guy who made motion capture a thing for all of us. Oh. And this movie is so yep. special effects heavy. They probably specifically wanted this person. Yeah, because he probably understood it better than He did than a, a really lot. good job. This he movie great looks job. good. And people floating in water, it looks pretty good. Actually, I thought it would look more age. Me for, too. For three yeah. years ago. There was one part. It was when he was getting the trident and he was like, it was kind of a close up on his face and his beard was floating. And I think it's like, even in real life, I think it would look weird like that. Yeah. Where it looked not real. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. It did. They did great. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they, I, I, it's interesting to see like where they were able to maybe cut corners mm-hmm. on some stuff. Like at the scene when Amber Heard has her hair up fine they're just probably like thank goodness and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. um i'm assuming this is what orm looks like in the comic but still like patrick wilson's hair was not flowy it was just yeah sh- like it looked like a fin well and and that's a big thing about this movie is like one of the questions that they had going into is how do like it's just funny these are real conversations that they had to have is how do they talk underwater mm-hmm. and how are we going to do the hair i also like how they did the the, the sounds of people talking underwater, I thought, sounded yeah. good. Well, and, and they, they said something about... Well, I shouldn't even mention, because I don't remember what they said. But they, they had a very distinct, like, vision for how it would sound. I thought it's Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Um, but if you remember in Justice League, there's the scene where Jason Momoa and Amber Heard are talking, and... I hate that the mailman walks right by this window. It scares <laughs> the crap out of me. Okay. Um... But uh, Jason Momoa and Amber Heard were talking, and they had to create like an air bubble to talk. Mm-hmm. And we talked about last week how when you saw Justice League, you were like, is Aquaman going to be only air bubbles that they keep making? Yeah. And I'm glad that they just said, no. Well, we're so just, just like, that is ridiculous. It would be so annoying. Yeah. Like, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, whoom, then talking. Um, well, it's also like, if they can breathe under there, how come they can't talk under there? Right, With right. Breathing without using an apparatus. Yeah. Um, so this movie comes out... This is crazy. So this movie comes out 13 months after the last DC movie. So Is that a long time? Well, think about how Marvel comes out with two, three, four movies a year. Uh-huh. This one is over a year since Justice yeah. League. And so it, it comes out December 21st, 2018... It has a budget of 160 million, 
which considering how many special effects are in this, I feel like that's actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and domestically, it makes 335. And worldwide, it is the first DCEU movie to break a billion dollars. It only made that much in the U.S. and it made a, everywhere else. Like, yeah, it made 1.1 billion uh, everywhere. Yeah, it actually. I mean, that's so still like a it's, decent I mean, domestic. It, but. it is, it is, but it's just like so they got almost 700 million from the rest of the world. Yeah, that's crazy. But the the worldwide is always going to be bigger. No, I know that just feels like much bigger than usual. Unless I'm just I zone out more than I think I do when you read the numbers. You might zone out more than you think I do. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is so I just think it's wild to think a movie with Batman and Superman did not break a billion. A movie with with just Superman didn't break a billion. A movie with Wonder Woman gets kind of close. I think it was in the eight hundred realm. Um, a movie with all of the heroes and Flash and Cyborg does not break a billion. The one that breaks a billion is basically like a 90s comedy stand-up routine punchline Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Makes over a billion dollars. I, I don't think you can stress how insane that is. I know. I, I Yeah. The first billion-dollar baby for Marvel was Avengers. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. It should. It should be that. And like all their big characters make a billion dollars. That tracks. This Aquaman. <laughs> That's great. I love it. It's so cool. So, um, Will Beale and Kurt Johnstad, who is a Zack Snyder guy, were hired to make screenplays with the best one being the one that they would move forward with. So they were independently created yeah. to make screenplays. Um, obviously, they moved forward with Will Beals. And for the underwater sequences, the actors were shot dry for wet on special tuning fork rigs designed by the FX team. I have no idea what you just said. So they have these things that look like tuning forks. Um, tuning forks. So uh, have you ever seen, they're, they're like old yeah, 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 things, yeah. and you hit them, yep. and that way you know what a okay. pitch is. That's yeah. how you used to have to like tune guitars and stuff. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, you'd listen, and then you'd tune to that pitch. Oh. Um, so they have the actors on these things like suspended in the air, um, kind of on oh. giant giant sticks and yep. like that. And then they move them around, and the actor has to kind of... That sounds so hard. Oh, yeah. I hope no one got seasick. But here's the crazy thing. Later, the bodies of the actors were replaced with digital doubles. So their bodies are replaced. When they're in the water, that's not their body? Yeah. Are you serious? And and I think I think they had to film it all, but then they had to give it the right flow. They had to like replace it all. Would never have guessed that that was digital. I know, pretty good. Yeah, except for like the well, obvious, the parts. obvious stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know that shot when he grabs the trident and it goes through his body, and it and it and it like turns everything gold. Huh? It like goes through his. The camera goes through his eye. And it looks like it's changing his yeah, DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that shot is 700 frames a second. So they were just like overloading it. I just thought that was kind of mm. cool. Um, that, and you know this about me with math and numbers and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, the that's the a big number. Gemini Man was shot at 120 frames a second. Yeah. So this is almost seven times more than that. Yeah. Um. So, and there is going to be a sequel in 2022. Cool. Now, what's really cool 
is today I just went through IMDb on the day of this recording, and the first headline was James Wan announces the title for Aquaman 2. And? The title is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Hmm. Pretty cool. I thought they already found the Lost Kingdom. Well, you know what I'm thinking? You you remember that scene when Orm is in the like the old chambers or something, and he goes, he, they talk about how two kingdoms have been gone forever, for like a long, long amount okay. of time. And okay. I think they even refer to one as the Lost Kingdom, and then another one as like they were all killed, because he has to get four kingdoms yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm like, oh, does that mean Mr. Aquaman has to quest for a kingdom that's supposedly gone? Let's go. So, See, I think one reason why I like this so much is because it took place not in New York City, <laughs> yeah, LA, yeah. or anywhere in the... I mean, it did take place on some places on land, but like the Sahara Desert cool. or a small town in Italy, like places, I don't know. But more than anything, it took place underwater. That's why Guardians is so... I mean, that's a reason why I like Guardians so much. I just... That doesn't... I don't have no frame of reference for this thing. Yeah. Well, and I think what benefits this movie and what makes it so good is Juan decided to make an adventure movie, not a superhero movie. Absolutely. It's an adventure and it's a fantasy and it's and it's kind of a but it doesn't really follow like a superhero formula. Uh-huh. Um and so it's just cool because it's like oh he has to get this trident. Oh he has to unite these kingdoms. Oh, there's a thing called an ocean master. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is like, it's it's epic. It's fantasy. It feels, even though it's not like this at all, it feels more like a Lord of the Rings than a Batman movie. But a lot of Indiana Jones in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just cool and it's refreshing because it also doesn't remind me of, like, it's I can't be like, Oh, you know, in Marvel they do this and I don't, no, I like that's, how they. No, that's, that's what's so great like, about it. James Wan just did his own thing. Yeah. Um, and man, I'm just begin. I'm just like falling in love with him as a director. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Um, so that's that's what I got. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this too. Actually, I was saving it, but um, after this movie came out, you remember in this movie there's the coolest sequence, the trench sequence, mm-hmm. where they where there's all these mm-hmm. crazy monsters and you see the horror influence. You know, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Well, after this movie came out, they said. Hey, everybody, we're making a trench movie, a movie called The Trench, and it's going to be like a horror movie in the DC universe. So this is their mutants. And everyone's like... The the new mutant movie. Well, but it sounds like it'd be more interesting than that. I'm joking, I'm joking. But they're like, this is it. And and pretty much everyone goes, that sounds awesome. That was like the highlight of the movie. Do it. But then in April 2021, they announced that they're not moving forward with the project. I think that's a bummer. That yeah, would have been really so cool. So that's what I got for Aquaman. Okay. Um, I will talk about Amber Heard, who plays Mara. Um, she is in The Rum Diary, Three Days to Kill, Drive Angry. Um, what is that one movie called? I don't know. Um, oh, The Ward. And then. Oh, that's John Carpenter's last movie. Mm-hmm. And then Willem Dafoe, I don't think we've talked about. No. Um, I mean, he is, uh, you know, the Green Goblin. I think he was an interesting casting because I think he's often villainous. Yeah. So the whole time I was like waiting for him to to turn, like to show oh, who he was really? really going for, and he was just fine. 
he I like his cat yeah I, I like his casting a lot he's he brings some gravitas to the movie yeah it, it but there is a small part of him that's like why is he in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah but it's fine he's great uh, he's also in the Florida Project at Eternity's oh, Gate gotta watch Florida Project people I guess he's in the Snyder Cut I guess why not he why is, wouldn't he yeah. be um in the lighthouse that everyone loved yeah it's a great movie and i feel like this is a prequel to the lighthouse Uh uh-huh even (laughs) though the lighthouse takes place a long time ago yeah and they're the same character love it um we've talked about patrick wilson we've talked about nicole kidman um dolph lundgren we have not talked about When, when did we talk about nicole again batman oh right you said that last night yeah um, Dolph Lundgren is in Rocky Four. He plays Ivan Drago. Yeah. Then he's in Masters of the Universe. Johnny Mnemonic. I have seen him in like nothing other than uh, Rocky Four, and the um, It's Always Sunny episode when they do the Thunder Gun reboot. That was very funny to me. That when I said Dolph Lundgren, you weren't like, oh. You were kind of going, I'm like, who's who, that? who? And then I see him and I'm like, oh, he's that guy in that Sunny episode. Oh, that makes the episode funnier. Because I just thought that they got some guy. But like, why wouldn't they get yeah. the guy who plays the Russian in Rocky IV for that it episode? It is. Well, and he's also a well-known action guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know. I just, I don't know yeah. that. It, it's kind of funny. Um, his The red hair just looks so bad on him, right? Yeah. It's, it's that funny thing where it's like, we don't need his hair to be red for us to know that she's his dad. I like, think sometimes like, they do think that though. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, th- I think he actually does a good job in the movie. It's just a funny choice. That's all. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And it looks really fake and bad. Yeah. Just like her hair looks oh, her very hair fake looks and bad. Awful. It looks so <laughs> bad, but it's a comic book. I don't know. Like fine. It's yeah. fine. Uh, and then Yahya Abdul Mateen, the second. Oh, we love him. Uh, he is in the Watchmen TV show that everyone should watch. He, well, I won't say it, but he's wonderful yeah. in that <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, don't say. Um, he's also in Us, which I don't remember that. And then he's in The Handmaid's Tale show, uh, The Get Down, The Trial of the Chicago 7, where he plays Bobby Seale, and he's so good in that. Oh, yeah. And then... He's, he's fast on his way to having a very illustrious career. Yeah, he's great. And then... Tamara Tamura Morrison, Boba Fett. Okay, I don't know his name. I... Oh, okay, okay. I was hoping you would correct me. Um, yeah, he he's in he's Boba Fett. Which when we were watching the movie, Micah was like, "Yeah, it's Boba Fett," and I'm like, "Yeah, why would I ever know that?" <laughs> he wears a helmet the whole time. Well, it's it's funny. So he is actually, it's fun. He he's Jango Fett. And Jango Fett. You said Boba Fett. No, 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 no. Jango Fett, they clone, and that makes all the stormtroopers. And his son is a clone. So So now now he's Boba Fett because they brought Boba Fett into the Mandalorian. But technically, like that actor was not in the original uh, series. I'm just telling you. Oh, he's in the Mandalorian? He's in the Mandalorian and Star Wars Episode 2. He's in two of them two and three. And oh, he's three, in three too. It says Commander something. So oh yeah, because he's the clone, so they <laughs> oh, show gosh, him. That's so stupid. No, <laughs> no it, it's not stupid. It's I just cool. don't care about it right now. <laughs> it's kind of cool, but actually, it is kind of stupid at the same time. I won't say it's stupid though. That, that's yeah. mean. I'm just saying he's he's not the actor is not the Boba Fett that you see. Yes, 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 in yes, yes, episode five and six. Got it, got it. That's got it. all. But yeah. it is the same quote unquote character. 
Okay, I'm glad we got that straight. He's also in Once Once Were Warriors, Mosley, Dora, The Lost City of Gold, Frontier, which also stars Jason Momoa. Nice. A lot of action stuff. He's also in Moana. Cool. I, he is I think from New Zealand. He's a great uh, addition to the cast of this. I like him as his dad a lot. Yeah, I think he's great. Okay, the guy who plays... Um, Manta's dad? dad? Yeah, Manta's, who's he? So his name's Michael Beach. He is in If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. So, but who was he in that movie? He is... Um, he is... Uh, Frank uh, Hunt is his name in the movie. He's the guy's father. The the the, the, the main guy's father. Yes. Because her dad, I know, is not that guy. Yeah. Because remember okay. that I remember them meeting at that bar when they discussed they're going to steal coats. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. they're like, we got to provide for this that's family. That's it then. Yeah, that's where we know him from. Um, Another great movie. We're talking about a lot of great movies. A lot of great movies. Or get He's, your notepad out and write these down. Also in a lot of TV shows like Chicago PD, All Rise, Stumptown, and action movies. I mean, he's- Lee Whannell's in this movie? Where? What? He's a cargo pilot. He was the guy flying the plane. Oh, how would when, I ever get- When they were in the Sahara. Yeah, yeah, I just- Of course, we should have known that. Oh, we should no, be ashamed of ourselves. he was like ourselves. wearing a helmet and glasses. We didn't recognize him. But he did him. have he did have the New Zealand, or the Australian accent and everything. We should have known. I'm sorry, Lee. Sorry, Lee. Then the next Aquaman movie, which you surely will be in. Yeah. Will notice you. That's great. Um, I, I remember when the movie was over, I was like, I wish Lee Winnell was in a cameo. And he was. That's cool. cool. Um, that was John Reese davies It was? As Brian King. <laughs> I there, can't believe that. There is a character in this movie called Brian King. And he's like, he's a crustacean. He's a giant crab, hermit crab thing. He's so cool. This movie's cool. Um, And then... Not to mention, there's a character named Orm. Yeah. Orm is cool. And then um, <laughs> Micah once, uh, eventually, more towards the end when the giant Kraken character was out fighting and stuff. No, save this. Oh, okay. I have a whole thing on this, okay? We're going to get to that when we get there. Okay, then I'm just done. <clears throat> okay, cool. So, this movie begins with um, Boba Fett and the villain from Paddington 1, Nicole Kidman. And they meet at the lighthouse. Okay. And they're using de-aging technology to de-age Nicole Kidman and Boba Fett. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't remember his name, so I'm just going to well, call I'll him Boba Fett. I'll give it to Fett. you so you can give it. Oh, I quit the app. Ugh, sorry. Tom. Is that his character, the character name? character name is Tom. Okay, okay. So Tom and Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, her name's Atlanta. They they meet and he kind of saves her. She we find out that she fled the kingdom because she had a arranged, arranged marriage. marriage. But it's it, it, see our Pirates of the Caribbean five episode to hear this conversation more fully. We don't need this much de aging, folks. Oh. We we really yeah. don't. There was no need to do de age these two actors at all. No, no. And and it just like just three years later, it looks really weird. Especially Tom, he looks odd. Yeah, they both looked pretty weird. It's just not necessary. Yeah, I just think de-aging, it, it's only necessary like one in 2,000 Just times. make their hair different. That's all we need to know about Passage of Time, which they do for her. And I yeah. think they do for him. It's just you don't need it. You really don't. Well, it's like we're using different... I mean, if you really feel like it, we're using different actors for 
Aquaman, you know, and that's uh-huh. not distracting. No. I mean, it would be weird in this time period. You'd have to yeah. be like they're teenagers or something, but just no more de-aging. Yeah. And I mean, you can do it, but not for this. So I thought it was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, he brings her home. Uh, she wakes up in this strange house she's never been in. Never been on land, probably. Yeah. And I think it's funny that she doesn't know how to drink out of drink tea out of a mug. Yeah. But she speaks English. Yeah. It's a little weird. (laughs) And throughout this movie, there are some things like that where, like, later on, um, Aquaman and um, Uh, Mara and Mara are in this the little coastal village of Italy. Yeah. And she's like eating a rose because she thinks that's what you do. And it's like. I just don't buy that you guys are from Atlantis and you say that your technology and your civilization is far more advanced than us. Why would there not? Why would you not know exactly how we're living up here? Yeah. We, you, we, you get our trash. You know how we live. Yeah. So I don't buy that you don't know like social customs. But I will, I will um, throw this at you. They ride giant sharks in this movie. Yeah, but they don't. They they would know that you don't eat a rose. I'm just saying that cancels out any of those problems. If there's okay. if you're riding giant sharks, it's pretty annoying though. I just don't get that stuff. Well, it's it's the uh, the comedy in this movie. I think is pretty bad. Um, it's not it's not very funny, and it's pretty obvious. Yeah, that, that would be like my number one complaint with this movie is the comedy is just like oh boy, it's like embarrassing a little bit. But it's but, a, um, but it's also like so cheesy that it is passable for some of it for yeah. me. Well, I, it, it's very much like you know a foreign audience could watch this or an international rather an international audience could watch this and they would get all the jokes. Yeah, because it's just so broad. And that's why it did so. I mean, that's it did so much better yeah. everywhere. Else. Well, not that it did bad here. Um, I also like. Um, I think I I really understood it better in this movie than in Justice League. Yeah. Um, that I, I do think that Jason Momoa is such a good cast for this. Yeah. Because I, I actually, I really like that they casted, and like his makeup is just like a bro. He looks like a surfer dude with like the the weird, the kind of the gross beard. Yeah. <laughs> and like, instead of, from what I've seen of Aquaman, like on a cartoon, he's like blonde and clean cut. Yeah. So it is it is cool that he's like, I don't know, very different than what people are used to. Yeah, and I, I think he embodies the role really well. I think he does, too. And I think some of his jokes are funny. Yeah, a few of them. <laughs> but, but but I think it's because they're cheesy. Yeah, and I don't mind cheese, but I just yeah. some of the broadness of it just doesn't work for me. Um, but anyway, so uh, Tom and Atlanta, they meet, and... They fall in love. They fall in love, they have a child. And I, I just... I think Nicole Kidman is kind of a miscast here uh-huh. because she's not really mysterious to me. Uh-huh. We all know her. We're like seeing headlines when we see her. Uh-huh. I wish they had chose a different actress to portray Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, Nicole Kidman's in this, not who's this character. Yeah, for me, she's a level of famous that I can't not see her in a role. Yeah. And I know that she's not, she's, she's a good actress. She's talented, yeah. but all I see is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess that's why they get, you know, sometimes they think they do make those calls. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, so then the Atlanta, the Atlantis people come in, mm-hmm. they have these cool outfits. 
that keep them in water and they have laser guns. Here's a question that I don't get. Or here's a, here's a thing that I don't understand. How come some of them are fine out of water and others aren't? I don't know. I bet they explained it and we just missed it. Okay, there were, there were quite a few world building things in this movie that made no sense to me. I, I Here's one thing, though. You did talk only when people were talking was the only time you decided okay, to say but I was, anything. It was always about the movie and I was it, having it a great was. time. No, it was, but you weren't waiting for the action scenes. <laughs> you were waiting for when they were dialogue. When it was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that part is explained. Fine. Um, and also, Ocean Master. So that covers that one up. Yeah. Um, so these these stormtrooper type characters come in, and Nicole Kidman just like flies around. It's this cool one shot. Uh, th- this one scene is better than any other scene in any other movie that we watched pr- prior to this of, of the DC. DCEU. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is so cool. It's so cool. And and this movie, like, so we we both, I mean, well, I liked Wonder Woman a lot more than you did. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is a good movie. But this movie made me realize, oh, if the action in Wonder Woman was a lot better, I would forget how much I don't like the ending of and, Wonder Woman. And this movie, too, it's like, this is a superhero, so we will give you action. And it's like, cool And you don't action. have to wait halfway through Act 2 to get anything. You I mean, will get it right away. I mean, this the action in this movie is probably better than any Marvel movie. It's so it's cool. really good. And and it's like it's just comic booky, but it's it's grounded and it's actually like telling the story. They're not just hitting to hit, you know? Yes. It's cool. Yeah, I love it. And there's just great stuff like like her throwing her trident and it like smashes a guy's helmet and then water is like spewing out I know. and stuff. It's so, it's so cool. Good. Yeah, so she um, protects her family, but because of this, she needs to go home to, in order to continue protecting them because they'll just yeah. keep coming to get her. And um, so she leaves Tom and Arthur, Aquaman. And then we cut, is that when we cut to the submarine, present day? Yeah. Well, no, no. This yeah, there is, was something in between. So then we find, we see Arthur as a child. You know, she she goes away, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she she gets um like executed by being thrown into the trench. That'll come up later, of course. Um, but he is growing up, and he goes to the Boston Boston Aquarium. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he starts kind of talking to fish, and he's getting made fun of for it. Yeah, and then the this shark like attacks the glass, and they all surround him. Yep. Um, from their part. And I remember being like, oh, this is so dumb. But watching it this time, I'm like, this is pretty, pretty cool. cool. And I, so this movie reminded me um, about when we were talking about The Dark Knight. Love those movies. But the movies are kind of in this weird conflict where they're like, we're Batman movies, but we don't want to say certain words because we don't want to admit that we're Batman movies. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and most of the time that works. But like in Dark Knight Rises, it's kind of a little weird. It's like just Maybe be a little bit more comic booky or a little less comic booky. Like yeah. pick a lane for this movie. Yeah. And I like how this movie just goes, does he talk to fish? Yeah. Does he like fly around and say quippy things? Yeah. Are we gonna get into the lore of Atlantis very heavily? Yeah. <laughs> Is there gonna be a giant kraken monster? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It just says, Yes, we're not gonna make a grounded Aquaman movie. No. They just threw that not. out the door immediately. Yeah. And I love it for that reason. Yeah. Cool. They ride giant seahorses that look like dragons in this movie. Yeah. 
that's something you're going to see in this movie. So I'll just keep on bringing those up every once in a while. Just something that makes this movie so cool. Now we're on the submarine. We're on a, a Russian submarine, and it's been infiltrated by people we don't know yet, but everyone's getting killed. <laughs> and um, Also, the second time around, the plot of this movie, I was like, this is a pretty tight plot. Like, oh, everything definitely. Like weaves together really nicely. Yeah, and I, I do like, because I think sometimes, because this movie is like two and a, like over two hours. Yeah. And I think it it's clips long. along. I did not feel bored by it. And I think if anything, it's like, yeah, you could probably uh, uh, cut the Black Mantis thing. And it's like, but no, that character was really interesting. Yeah. I want to see more of him. So that's him on the submarine with his dad and other, they're infiltrating yeah. it. They're taking stuff down. Great really action again. Yet. Really good action. And then... And we're seeing just how powerful Aquaman yeah, so is physically. Aquaman shows up and says, permission to come aboard. Great. And just like... Any superhero in this universe, besides Batman, he's bulletproof, I guess. Yeah, they that, shoot, that is like basically a bazooka <laughs> at him, and he's fine at close range. And he's as, fine. As much as I love this movie, I that is like my complaint with this universe, where they just decided, like Superman comes in, and it and everyone's kind of as powerful as Superman. Definitely, it's like no, I know <laughs> what it, it's it's weird, but. Okay, I'll go for it because you got the seahorse thing going on in this movie. Yeah. And the Kraken thing. But there's an octopus that plays drums as yeah, well. Yeah. So And he's kinda has he's like bioluminescent. He has his lights on him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So um this is a really great introduction to Aquaman. Also a like character development moment. Yeah. Because um he stops Black Mantis's dad. And it's Manta, by the way. Oh, Manta. Because it's a Manta, manta. ray. Yeah, sorry. He's not a little insect. <laughs> oh, thanks. So he basically lets his dad die. He could save him. He chooses not to save him. And and so, Manta, his acting when he's like, please help me. Because this uh -huh. this like missile thing falls on his dad. Uh -huh. And he's gonna and Aquaman's like, you let innocent people die. Uh, pray that the seas have mercy on you and just leaves them to drown. Uh -huh. And then the dad pulls out a grenade, a time grenade to get his son to get out of there. Yeah. So this is so good. Great character development for Black Manta and for Aquaman, because I think it like at the beginning, you know, watching this, I'm like, oh, that's gross. That like he's he's not going to like save him. Obviously, that's all part of his character. He's yeah. not yeah. perfect. And later on, he learns that because, like, in order to become king, he has to learn from his mistake. You know, blah blah blah. It's great. It, it so doesn't good. feel like a Superman killing General Zod just because. No, no. It, this it, this is important. It's yeah. important that he let this man die. Yeah. For his character, um, and then it's also important for Black Manta. <laughs> it's cool too. So that happens. He goes back with his dad to go to a bar. And Aquaman is dubbed by the news. As the Aquaman. As the Aquaman. <laughs> and great. Then we're introduced to Orm. Yeah. Just say that with me, folks. Orm. Cool name. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And he wants to take over Atlantis. Now, there's seven kingdoms. <laughs> I just but he only needs four of them? Yeah, he needs the majority. The majority. Okay. So what what is kind of fun is a lot of times when movies go this into oh, lore. The seven seas. Oh yeah. Oh. When when they go into lore, it can be a little boring. Hence why maybe I talked over some of it. Yeah, but uh, when a movie does it well and when it's fun, it's like 
it, it's it. I think this movie does it really well. Yeah, because it's really fun that it's like okay, there's seven seas. He needs four of the kingdoms, so he has to union, unite four. Two of the kingdoms have been gone for hundreds and hundreds of years, and I guess Aquaman's gonna look for one in the next movie. Yeah. Um, and then he needs to convince like the main king of Atlantis to join him so that they can attack. Um, the surface the surface dwellers and take over the world yeah i love that that's awesome it's awesome and we don't know at this point that that's his brother yet not that that's a big reveal I, no i don't but think we do we just don't know um yeah yeah i love patrick wilson he can do no wrong and we just sit there and we go wasn't he the president in batman v superman and then the person next to you hits you and says just shut up i think you're the only person who knows that uh, people know that it okay. was actually mentioned in our insidious 2 episode oh okay but it's funny. Okay. It's just it's just more proof about how weird this universe is. And again, that this movie's like, I don't care that he was the president. He's gonna be in my movie. I'm James Wan and, and Patrick I cast Wilson's Patrick my Wilson. Guy. <laughs> so um he wants to get the four kingdoms so that he can become I wrote in all caps Ocean Master. <laughs> and then after that I wrote in all caps seahorses. And then I wrote in all caps sharks. <laughs> yeah, I like how each kingdom like has their own animal that they have yeah. dominionship over. Because like the the Dolph Lundgren camp has the seahorses and it's great because their costumes are so like colorful and like yeah. I don't know, just so nice. And then Orm is like black <laughs> costumes so cool. and it's like so metallic. So they ride sharks. And I think one of them also rides like a prehistoric alligator fish. I think Orm does. A Leviathan. Leviathan. It's a Leviathan. Cool. Yeah. So it's that's cool. really cool. And there's like a huge mitochondria at one point. Like at the end of the movie, there's just all these cool sea creatures. Yeah, and um, it they just they just decided like let's go bombastic Ham. with with the creatures and not just you know try to make it a realistic seahorse or something like mm-hmm. that. Just also, go crazy. The effects look the best in this movie out of all of them. I know we've yeah, talked about yeah. that, but we've also talked about how bad the effects look in the other movies when they shouldn't have. Yeah. The standard is high, and it's, they yeah. they meet that bar. In this. So then the submarine comes in while Orm is having this conversation with King this Atlantis. This is a different submarine or the same one? So this is the same submarine? Maybe it isn't. No, I think it is because it, it wasn't fully armed because Black Manta says gotta, something gotta, gotta. about that. Okay. And, and oh, I then, think that was a message from Black Manta. Well, okay. So the submarine what? comes in and attacks them and Orm fights it off and he says to the king look they're already attacking us and the king says okay i'll unite with you okay then okay. he goes up his people meet black manta and they say good job here's your money thank you for sending the submarine because he's setting it up so that he can unite with got the king. it yes 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 and then manta says i just want to kill aquaman and he's mad mm-hmm. and um they're like okay well you know whatever we'll get back to you later yeah <laughs> So that's that's all of the stuff that happens there. Um, and then Aquaman, Mara comes up and meets Aquaman, and she says, you need to come down here. Things are getting crazy under the ocean. You're the rightful heir to the kingdom. You need to find this trident and claim your rightful heir as king. So his mom was, um, she was... The queen. The queen. Yes. And And so he is like... I don't owe these people anything. They killed my mother. Mm. Pretty cool. Yep. Now, again, this is the weird thing. In this scene, Mara says, you know, you, but you helped us defeat Steppenwolf. 
And he says, that's something else entirely. I, that doesn't count, basically, is what he says. Then he drives away, and this hurricane comes up. Then Mara saves him and his dad. Well, doesn't save him. Doesn't He's fine. This, and I know you've already talked about this, but doesn't this make even less sense that Justice League came out before this movie? Well, because... that, that's what I'm getting to, yeah. Can I say it? Okay. Well, it's just in in that movie, you know, he was kind of like the cool guy that didn't want to be involved, but, you know, ended up being involved and did a bad job at showcasing that. And then in this movie, it is all about him accepting responsibility, ex- yeah. accepting what he is meant to do. Why would he ever help Justice League before this movie when he learns all that stuff about himself? It doesn't. It Character doesn't development wise, it is so backwards. Yeah. He and, shouldn't. He shouldn't give an F. And this is the whole thing. I mean, uh, you know, introducing one of the biggest DC characters in a movie that's not their own, where you can really explore this stuff, doesn't make sense. No. So in in the scene, Mara says, "You know, hey, what's up? Are you sure I just saved your dad?" Yada yada. And he goes, he says something like, "Okay, I'll help you find, like, I'll I'll help you attack Orm. That's what I'll do." And then I, and then I'm out. Yeah. But he says, "What's your name?" And so this, to me, feels like the definitive moment where, whether they mean to or not, they are saying, like, Justice League and previous Aquaman stuff doesn't count. It's non-canon. Because he talks to her in Justice League, and they talk as if they've had many conversations. He would know what her name is. And he doesn't even know where Atlantis is in this movie, and he goes to Atlantis in the previous movie. Yeah, because he goes to, like stop Steppenwolf from getting the mother box but in this movie it's like yes he was in the he was in the ocean a lot as a kid some of it I just don't I don't know I don't even quite understand this story though yeah not totally regardless of Justice League because as a kid and growing up he was trained by Willem Dafoe yeah who did that undercover like see in secret was Uh training him and this is perfect because that was the next scene we were going to talk about okay great so he is training him and showing him how to swim showing him his powers which that does make sense because how else does he know what to do Uh but what i also don't get about it i I mean i kind of get it like maybe they did it well and it's just me because i feel like willem dafoe did you know like well you can't see your mom right now when he was really young, like you're yeah. not ready to see your mom yet. All this stuff, like keeping him from the kingdom, I think to protect him. Yeah. But it's just like, why wouldn't he just edit it as an adult, as a young adult, just try to get there out of curiosity. Well, I just I, don't get why he wouldn't have like, have ever been there before. Well, but we see from the Atlantis perspective that people like Orm refer to him as the bastard son of the queen. Yeah. So it's like a shame on Atlantis. And by the point that he would probably want to explore, he would have known that from what he understands and Willem Dafoe understands that his mother was killed. So So he doesn't want anything to do with it. I'm sure he's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want to worry about it. Adequate job. I think it's just. Oh, no. I I think it works. I think the, the, the. Like, if someone came up to me and they said, I want to watch the DC movies, but I don't need to be particular. What's the best way to do it? I would say to watch Wonder Woman, and I would say maybe even start with Aquaman, and then watch Shazam. And that that would probably be where I'd say, like, that's where you can start and end. And then if you want to keep watching, you can. But I think it's it actually hurts this movie to watch Justice League before it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably where my confusion is just coming from. Because it, it doesn't make sense. No, y- you need to watch this movie before, and you also don't need to watch Justice League, because it also cancels out stuff in this movie. Yeah, 
when uh Bruce and Justice League went to the that village to try and find Aquaman. Yeah. Did he cuz he didn't quite know who he was yet. Did, did was he describing him as like a king? Or just as a man who talks to fish? No, as a man who like helped out this village. Got it. Okay. So you you could kind of stretch it a little bit, but yeah. even in the Snyder cut, he goes into Atlantis oh, where I the know. mother box is. So it's in both versions of the movie. And you know, you could blame Juan because he basically disregarded that. I don't blame him for anything. But I'm glad he did. Yeah. Just forget about Justice League and just watch this. That's what I would advise people. Um, so then um, I wrote woof on comedy between Mara and Momoa. Okay. But we already talked about that. Then we have the big exposition dump that you like to talk about in this series. Yeah, the series loves exposition dumps. So is this is she explaining these things to him, or is it Defoe explaining? It's Defoe. So they go into yeah. that ship under the water. Got it. So they go into Atlantis. The world building visually looks awesome. Love that they go into a, a an old ship. They're sea turtle ships that they ride around too. Giant sea turtle it's ships. All so cool. Also, how like everyone is regulated who goes in and out. Like there's security systems behind it, which also probably makes sense why he would have never been there because it would have caught him. Yeah. Um, and, and sorry to cut in. Okay. I, I love the weird and cool decision of like, this is an ancient civilization and it still looks that way, but it's also more advanced than us. Yeah. It's just the, the design of the world is so cool. Yeah. And, and from what I could understand from, I haven't read Aquaman comics, but it feels like that's kind of a James Wan thing. Like he kind of oh, really? made it this way. Um, instead of making it just like an ancient swords and sandals under the sea. Yep. Um, kind of making it sci-fi under the sea. But I could be wrong. That might be in the comics. Yeah. Maybe in some version of it. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, Mara takes him to the ship where they where they meet Willem Dafoe and they get a, he gets the expedition dump of like Poseidon's trident, how it was forged how atlantis came to be like it became you know supreme while other creatures regressed in evolution blah 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 but there's only one heir to the to the trident it's the heir to the throne and the king arthur king arthur yeah and he has this he has a map well not a map a drawing of the trident and then he also has this cylinder thing that's like this is some kind of clue yeah of how to get there you have to find where it was forged, though, I think is what he says. And it's great. He's always to go on a quest. Yeah. This is like the Indiana Jones plot of the movie that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, okay, I'm going to challenge Orm because he gets captured. And he says, let's fight. And so they go to a Coliseum-style arena that has lava underneath it. And again... The Ring of Fire. The Ring of Fire. And I'll say it again. And I'll probably say it in another episode. There's an octopus that plays drums in this movie. Mm-hmm. I hope that in Aquaman 2, there's like a squid that plays harp or something. They they got to keep that musical motif yeah. going. Um, or maybe it's just a spinoff movie with the octopus. And he's trying to make an underwater rock band. I'd watch it. That would be cool. Um, so he fights Orm with his mom's trident. And once again, the action's really cool. Yep. Did, did you find, did any of the action sequences go on too long or bored you in any way? No. I agree. It was all great. And even even Marvel movies that I love, a lot of times there's like one or two action scenes that I'm like, all right, let's pump up the pace here. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I like two of this throughout this battle. Um, I think it was Mara who was saying it, but you know, it's like, this isn't a, this isn't like a duel or not duel, but like, this is an execution. Yeah. Because what's so great is like, yes, Aquaman has been trained by Willem Dafoe as a child, but like Orm has spent his whole life in the ocean. He, this is his natural element. He will kill Aquaman. Yeah. That's so good. Um, and he breaks his mom's trident. Yeah. Which is also really good. And also, Patrick Wilson is just good at that thing called acting. He's pretty good at it. I gotta he, say. He totally works. This does not seem like he could pull this off on paper. Oh, when I found out he got casted for this, I mean, I even saw a picture of him as Orm, and I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I'm watching it, I'm like, he looks cool, and he's acting cool. And I think they just, and I think I said it in Insidious, he is just so well casted in roles like this mm-hmm. because he is so like, I, I think kind of like textbook handsome guy who just seems like you want to trust him. Uh-huh. And whenever he's casted as something where he's going to be bad, it, it's just so good. Cause it's like, but I feel like I'm not supposed to think that right. or it makes him feel even worse. How, how was he in, in city? I mean, uh, in um, conjuring three fine. Oh, just fine. I mean, he was great, but the movie was fine. Oh, okay. I, I mean, they, they've done that role so often they can do it in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, like it, that movie was just fine. You know, <laughs> you, you look from right here. You look a little red. Like you, you're embarrassed to admit that you think it's just fine. <laughs> no, the movie's just fine. <laughs> I know that's not how you yeah. feel, but, um, so then Mara breaks into the battle and saves Aquaman and they fly away. They and- get out of Dodge. And where do they go? And Orm chases them, but then they 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 oh. hide in a whale because he can talk to fish. And I guess other people can't, which is pretty yes, cool. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Because otherwise, um, it's just it's just like like if everyone from Krypton came to Earth and they it's like, oh, but they're all powerful. You know, it's cool but, that But Superman which they said in Man of Steel, he's the first natural born. So he is different than even Kryptonians, yeah. which well, is Yes, yes. I mean, like, if all of them were birthed on Earth and raised the same way and stuff, because I think Superman would still be unique in a world of Kryptonians. Got it, yes. Just as Aquaman is unique. Yes. So, yeah, they're in the mouth of a whale. Orm thinks they've died, and yep. the, and then they're in Italy. No, they head to the sea- Sahara. They head to the Sahara. I almost called it the Sahara. <laughs> well, which, isn't uh, it kind of an ocean? <laughs> and um, this, this part I'm... I, I don't love this part. This this is like where the movie kind of slows down to me. And I think the chemistry between Amber Heard and Momoa is just not really there. I just don't care for it. Yeah. I, I just am so tired of the love interest thing. Like, can't she just be a girl? Like, can't she just yeah. be a female character? But, or just a character. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, they're in the Sahara. Lee Winnell is apparently the pilot. <laughs> and they're walking around. That dumb music is playing. And then they get down into the ancient ruins of where the trident was forged. Yeah. And it's very Indiana Jonesy. Yeah. It's I, not Indiana Jonesy enough for me to like it. No, but. it's not enough, but it is like tinges of mm-hmm. that's great. Um, and they find they they decode the message. Yep. And so they basically find out where to go next to find well, the like, trident. Given that bottle, right? Like mm-hmm. that. Okay. And then they head to Italy, mm-hmm. and um, there's the whole sequence where he's trying to find where 
where they're trying to find where this bottle is leading and you know it's like stand where a king stands <laughs> it's so funny because like <laughs> it's all of these like ancient ruins well they're in ancient ruins and there are these ancient statues of like leaders during roman rule yeah and like you know he's like oh well it's not gonna be so and so because of this it's not gonna be like he knows all the names and she's like how do you know all of this she's like my pops always made sure i knew history then he goes to the one statue whose hand is perfectly shaped to hold a bottle when all of the other ones i don't even think have hands no so it's like okay what that's just fine i guess and then that shows where they can head to get the trident but what happens well before that we get and it's a music sequence as well Mm. manta is given atlantis tech yeah and he starts like like shirt off like well not shirt off but like montage weapons which i'm all into me too and he's just modifying the the manta suit bad guys don't get enough montages no and it's really cool. And um, and Orm says, like, find Aquaman and the girl and kill them both. Yes. And I'm going, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. And he has He this, makes... <laughs> so good. His is design is so cool. So he, he's working on the all of the weapons and the machines and stuff. And there's, like, this cool laser beam thing, which th- yeah. is there's such a funny movie thing when it's like, we've done this to blah, 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 blah. Oh, so it's a laser gun. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he he does something and something goes wrong on the ship. And he's like, I'm going to need a bigger helmet. Yeah. That's like I, a fist pump in the air kind of line. I just like, too, all these weapons and stuff, they feel so tactile. Uh-huh. And it feels like, ooh, this would be a fun Halloween costume. Or like, I wish yeah. I had I wish I wish had that gun. That gun is cool. Yeah. And it feels, they, they do kind of, now that I think about it, they kind of look like squirt guns a little bit. I think that's probably a little intentional, just like, <laughs> yeah. why not? So when he shows up in Italy, his head is huge head in is this huge. helmet. It looks so <laughs> cool. And his, he looks like a bug. <laughs> It looks so good. He's cool. And it, it looks like, I, I don't know. I think the Zack Snyder version of this movie would have tried to make him not like this. It uh-huh. would have tried to update him and look a certain kind of cool but understated. Yeah. And this is this feels like, oh, this is probably the suit that this character wears in like his the 60s. His head is probably that big in the comic book. It's so cool. It is amazing. And his his you know updated weaponry it's also great and orm gave him like his five best fighters too um yeah. who also look really cool so they're fighting running through this little village and this sequence is unbelievable it's cool. i don't even care if this is a super move superhero movie or not it's a good scene it's a good scene so aquaman is fighting manta and then the camera will zoom away from them no cuts yeah no cuts it'll zoom i mean they there are but people know what i'm talking about okay they they zoom over like a mile away and mara is running away from the other dudes yeah it just it looks so good stimulating engaging i understand everything that's happening and i care about what's happening it's cool it's so good and and then there's the shot where um one of the one of the stormtrooper characters jumps onto a roof and falls through the roof yep but he can still track mara so he just starts running through walls, and it's one shot where the camera's behind him, and he's just going boom. There was one boom, time he like boom. runs through three walls, turns, turns, and continues to run through. And walls. the camera keeps going, 
And then Mara like jumps over this building, and in the wide shot, you see him smash through the building and smash into the next one. He's still below her. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Why can he do more superhero movies? I know he's doing more. But we but got can one he next do year. Even more. How, Come on, James. How weird is it? Did did you ever imagine that that we would cover the DC universe and we'd be ranting and raving about Aquaman of all the movies? No. And that now that we're talking about it, I'm maybe most excited about this movie once we're caught up. Yeah. It's great. I, Although, I thought this is one of the big ones that I was dreading. Yeah. Although I think uh, I think Shazam 2 comes out next year as well. Oh, cool. Which that's Shazam's, good. I would say, is still my favorite, but that's our next movie to watch, so maybe Aquaman will overtake it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Shazam is just so dang charming. It is. It's good. Um, And it's just so funny. So they then, uh, oh, yeah, Mara turns wine into spears. Uh, yeah, very cool. I love when the the bell tower is falling and it's about to fall on a girl. I I like how he saved the girl. Yeah, he like hits it with the shoulder instead of jumping and tackling her. And so during this fight with Manta, Manta has weapons. He has Atlantis steel and that can penetrate Aquaman's skin. So he starts cutting up and it's like, ooh, this is like, he's really getting him. And he also has this knife that his dad gave him, which was actually his grandfather's. And it's from when he was in the Navy Navy in World War II. He was one of the first frogmen in World War II. One of the first frogmen. And they were called the Black Mantas. That was the group, I think. Well, they called him Manta because he was so good. They called him Manta. Yeah. And that is Atlantis steel that this like passed down knife is. I just think that is so like good for that character. I'm I'm glad you brought this up because another thing that this movie is reckoning with is legacy and family history. Yes. Because we have Manta who gets this passed down from his grandfather and it's like, that's what he's destined to be. Yes. And then we have Aquaman who this is passed down from his mother, and we have Orm, who it's passed down from his father. So it's all about um, the these family ties and how you reckon with your destiny as is, like, pres- prescribed to you before you're born. Yes. And um, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't have much further to take that, but... I, it just it doesn't need to be complicated. Fine. That's great. It's not. <laughs> so Orm arrests Willem Dafoe. Wait, but this is crazy. Okay. Uh, so they're fighting and then yeah. Black Manta like falls down a cliff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because Jason Momoa throws this like shot put cannonball thing at him yes. and it wraps around his neck and he blasts at the same time, causing this laser to explode and rip open his helmet. And then he falls off this cliff and it looks, it's like the hot rod fall. It looks bad. It's nuts. And I knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. But anyway, so then what about Orm? So then Orm arrests Willem Dafoe because he's like, I know that you've been behind me. How do you think I didn't know? And I like how he goes, deny it or, or don't don't deny it. And Willem Dafoe says, I don't deny it. Mm-hmm. And they arrest him. Mm-hmm. And he says, make sure it's a he has a place with a view. I like the, all that. That's yep. cool. And then um, we go to the coolest part. So, yeah, um, Mara gets a boat. Uh, Aquaman's fine. She he's healed. Yeah, um, she put seaweed on him. He's fine. Yeah, um, and they're they they have a moment, you know, where she's like, "This is 
something you need, like, like, can you do this? Because uh-huh. this is what you're supposed to do. Kind of like take responsibility for being king. I think it's a pretty good moment. Yeah. Um, and then they're in the trenches or, you know, above the trenches. And, these and this creature pops up. Awesome. Seek monsters yeah. come up. Yeah. And they look so, so good. I've been, I've been raving about little things, just yelling them out like that should mean anything. Ocean Master, for example. Orm. But this part, James Wan just threw in a tiny, short, like, five-minute horror movie into this movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty. The pretty, colors are pretty so cool. good in this movie, especially in this scene. So they start fighting these things that are just totally taking over the boat. And there is some spraying blood people. Yeah. And there I was is kind like, of surprised. I, I feel like because it was dark. And they're creatures. I think they got away, they with, get away with it. Yeah. Um, but there's like one spear on like five spears. And then like someone throws a spear through like two of their heads. Like in the air. It looks and they're really, so good. Th- those shots are very, they, they feel, um, they feel like old paintings a little bit. Uh-huh. Like, like Dante's Inferno painting kind of things. Yeah. Like these demons attacking them. Yeah. It's so cool. Then he grabs a flare and they realize they're, they can't like They're afraid light. of light. Yeah. Of course. And so they dive into the water, and this red flare is just lighting up the, this hordes. <laughs> the, the shot, it was the best shot of the movie. It's it so, so cool. good. So they kind of fight through using the flares. Everyone says, let's make a trench movie. And then a couple months ago, they say and no. And they say no? That's foolishness. Idiots. So they're going through you're, the... Tr- you're going to make a Joker 2, but you're not going to make a The Trench movie? Are you nuts? I know, it's... Uh really devastating so i mean it is like let's how many i don't it's just so many monsters i love it and i love every single one of them and i'm so glad we get a big payoff later on in this battle scene with even more creatures because this wasn't enough so they make it through the trenches they go to this like warp hole thing (laughs) it's like the mad max fury road dust storm (laughs) yeah i yeah, so it, it transports them. It, it's, it's a wormhole, I would even say that that's what it is. And then they're in Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. And I've become a big fan of Hollow Earth. I recently wrote a piece on my blog account reveal about just the lore of it. It's just so fascinating and that people believe that it's a real thing, that our Earth is hollow. Yeah. And a, the recent Godzilla versus Kong yeah. has a hollow earth theory and it was so fun that was the best part of the movie well the best part was the big fight okay the fight. big fight was the best part of the movie but that was the second best part. uh design wise it's yeah. just so fun to see the the ideas that people have so in this one same thing it's just so fun i mean it looked like the avatar world but it's fine there are dinosaurs here there are dinosaurs in this movie yeah it's so good so they're here um Mara- dinosaurs <laughs> Mara is saved by a mysterious person (laughs) which of course is aquaman's mom so when she was sent to the trenches she survived survived and is here but she can't leave no one can leave this place until the trident is claimed yeah which is right through this waterfall and when so aquaman goes because he has to go and he has to go alone and i like how you see all these bones of all of the people who've tried and then what and so then this voice pops up and it's voiced by Julie Andrews. This creature is voiced by Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. the sound of music that Julie Andrews. Yeah. Now I, I wanted to <laughs> devote a little special attention to this because in December of 2018, the same year that this came out, 
there was another movie that came out called Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And Julie Andrews was asked to make a cameo in Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And she said no. The reason being she didn't want to overshadow Emily Blunt. Yes, yes, yes. That's smart. But there's a scene in Mary Poppins, the very end of the movie, where there's this lady with balloons. And if you're like me, you're watching the movie and you go, they kind of like give her some attention. I don't remember the scene exactly. And then they kind of nod at her like we all know. And when you're watching it, you just go, oh, clearly that was supposed to be Julie Andrews, but they didn't get her. Uh-huh. So it's another famous actress that's not Mary Poppins that they're kind of like, yeah, you're another British. I do it at all. It didn't make sense. Um, a movie I largely enjoyed, but that scene was like, that was supposed to be Julie Andrews. And I think it is wild that you have this monster of an actress. Like she is wow, pun so, intended. Yeah, she's so iconic. And she says, no, I don't want to be in Mary Poppins. Sure, I'll be an Aquaman <laughs> and be a giant monster that guards a trident a la King Arthur. And she says, yeah, sure, that's great for me. So this character's name is Karathin. Karathin. Kraken. How insane is that, that that's the decision she made? That is insane. She is like, isn't she like a madame? Yeah, I think so. I mean... She's in this movie. When you told me that, it took me a long time to understand what you were saying. Because surely, I, I thought, surely he doesn't mean that she is voicing this yeah. Kraken character. But you meant yeah. it. Well, I did it as a joke. Like, when the scene was happening, I said, you gotta love Julie Andrews. And George said, what? I said, Julie, you gotta love Julie Andrews, the voice. He's like, wait. I go, yeah, Sound of Music, you know, Julie Andrews? Because you just didn't, you couldn't fathom that decision. No. It was so confusing to me, but it, yeah. So, I just the had cr to... Characters, creature's design is... So, th this scene, you only really see the tentacles. Uh-huh. And I'm like, if that's all we see, that's fine. I yeah. love it. And the voice is really good, obviously. Um, She's saying he's not worthy. He's not worthy. He's saying, I know I'm not worthy. But he can speak to her. And he's the only one who has ever spoken back to her. In, in because the, he like, can. fish form. Yeah, because he can. Yeah. So she, you know, it's like that, I mean, you're the one. You're the only one who's ever been able to do that. And so she retracts and lets him try to get the trident. And I, he, I like that this isn't a fight scene. Me too. And he pulls it out. And while he pulls it out and raises it to the sky, like a King Atlantis melts away, which was mm -hmm. a cool touch. And then his... His body like reconstructs. I think it's actually his memories or something like that. Cause I don't think he has crabs and and trench monsters in his body. But anyway, he gets the. Yeah, sword, you think that just gives trident. him like supreme knowledge to be a king? Yeah, and and like commanding of them uh -huh. or something. Yeah. Um, he gets it, and then he walks out of the waterfall, and you have that shot where he is now. James Wan has said, "Yeah, I know you tried to make him realistic and quote unquote." cool Zack Snyder but look he's a nerdy looking comic book character and that's how he looks in all of his splendor and glory and he looks as Jason Momoa would say in any of these movies badass <laughs> yep and he comes out of the waterfall with this beautiful golden trident and then we get to the final like battle of helms deep moment of this movie and guess what 
It's cool. It pays off. I didn't think we were getting something like this. It's cool. I thought it was just going to be like a, just like Orman. Yeah. Him. So yeah, which it's just such good. It's just so good because like, meanwhile, while that's all happening this whole time, Orm is still gone forward with his plan. This whole yeah. Aquaman thing has not thwarted him in any way. He's just like a speck on his shoe to him. Yeah. So he, he goes even to another kingdom. They're like mermaids, but they're such, they're like really cool looking mermaids. And he kills the king of that kingdom so that like his son or I think the daughter can become the next queen. Basically, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's crazy. He kills the king so that he can have, so he can make, I don't know, tell this other queen what to do. And the design is so amazing. Yeah. So all the kingdoms that he's gotten, he shows up to, I guess like the, the bottom feeders of the ocean because they're unwilling to to bow to his command. Yeah, and this is the John Reese Davies. This is the John Reese Davies, where yeah. he he is like, "We're there's no way you're gonna have to kill us yeah. if you want to do this thing." And the coolest battle ensues. the The colors are just so good in this, and the, and I feel like when that happens, like the effects just look so much better. Yeah, and not only that, the action is just really good. Yeah, and then when Aquaman shows up, it's like fist pumps. Yeah, and, and Willem Dafoe sees him and he says, the king is risen. Yes. Great moment. So, and he comes in riding on the Kraken. Riding on the Kraken. Unreal, man. Really good. And and there's there's just like crab people and there's the trench. He, he also commands the trench to attack uh-huh. them. And then in the middle of it, now we've seen Superman and Lois kiss. We've seen well. We haven't seen Batman kiss. I think we've seen the Joker kiss in this year. We've seen a couple kisses. They've all been pretty lame kisses, frankly. Well, this one has literal fireworks going off. This one, kiss. they make out, and the camera pans around them. It's a complete three hundred and sixty of a kiss with fireworks going on, and there are explosions and people dying around them. That's a cool kiss. Uh-huh. That is an earned kiss, my friend. Uh huh. Finally, give us a good kiss, and so, um. I love how Dolph Lundgren, he just immediately like accepts the kingship. Yep. And then we have the final battle on top of the submarine between him and Orm. Yep. And it's pretty cool that like Orm doesn't really stand a chance the whole fight. It's great because in, in any other typical, I feel like, superhero movie or even just sometimes action movies, you have that temptation of like, okay, this will be 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and this it's like, is like this five. has been a long movie. Yeah, I like how long it is, but it's pretty long. Yeah, let's not. So not only does he break, Orm's tried it. He shatters the effing thing because <laughs> earlier when he yeah. when he broke his mom's trident, it was just sliced in half. This is shattered to bits and pieces. Yeah, by the the <laughs> Arthur's trident, King Arthur, and Orm. And I love to. No bad guys were died in the making of this film. I know. Thank goodness he is just taken away and he goes because, yeah, yeah that's what happens. Well, it, it, uh, he shows him mercy. Shows him mercy. Which he didn't show Mantis' dad earlier. So he learned. Mm-hmm. Guess what? This and Wonder Woman, what are these, the only DC movies with character development? I know. Wait, maybe that's why I like those two movies because the characters actually develop. Yep. <laughs> I know there's character development in the other movies. Not like this, though. Maybe. I I don't know. I think there's other character development. So, 
Yeah, he is taken away, and yeah. he becomes king. And it says Aquaman. And then there's a cutscene. Manta's alive. And Not only that, so Jimmy kinda, Jimmy wait, Woo yeah, is kind of throughout the movie. There would be news casters yeah. debating on on news, and Jimmy Jimmy Choo. You said J- Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Unless unless that is his name on um, WandaVision. I'm but I, I think check. I have it right here. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Hold on. But he, uh, while you're doing that, he uh, has been saying that there's a secret world of Atlantis. His name is Randall Park, my God. Randall Park? Yes. Is his name Jimmy Woo in uh, WandaVision? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just really stuck with that. I guess he was probably my favorite character in WandaVision. So I was like, here's Jimmy again. Um. Yeah, he, he's kind of like the conspiracy nut. Yeah. on the on the news stations and i lo- i mean this cutscene was like give me this movie or <laughs> i hope that this is talked about in the next movie because he saves manta so manta wakes up in this guy's like creepy basement and you see it's randall park trying to fix his weapons yeah and he is all frantic and crazy and stuff i love it it's so cool. much i i hope manta is in the next movie and they're not like oversaving him for a third one or something like that. Yeah. It would be cool. Here's what, here's my pitch. I think it would be cool if in the next movie, for some reason in the search for the lost kingdom, Aquaman had to get Manta's help somehow. Interesting. And it was like a Loki Thor kind of thing. I feel like like, Manta hates him too much. I know, I know, but I just want more Manta. mm -hmm. And, And I think that there could be a world where, like maybe Manta's arrested, but he knows something that no one else knows. And the whole time he's trying to escape, but they have to work together. Uh-huh. But then at the end, you know, he escapes and they fight. That's yep. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the movie? I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> it's so cool. Even with all the shortcomings, I love this movie so much. There's too much fun in this movie. Yeah, there really is. It's kind of like, um, I, I like it better than Avatar. But it kind of has that same thing when I rewatch Avatar where I was like, yeah, a lot of this movie isn't good. But have you seen what, like, did you see the visuals mm-hmm. in this movie? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I write that stuff off? Right. Like, that stuff's too cool yeah. to focus on, like, why they used a certain, like, the word unobtainium, even though that's actually a scientific word they use in real life. But, you know, stuff like that. It's just... Like, I'm not going to focus on the bad in this movie. There's too much cool. I, James Wan is just such a creative director because, I don't know, it's just, he, he made a different superhero movie. He did. He made an adventure fantasy movie yeah. with a superhero in it. Yep. And and I really like how earnest this movie is. Uh-huh. It really puts its heart on its sleeve. It does. And I love that. Yep. It's great. Um, Next week, we're wa- we're watching Shazam. And if you don't know, or you were confused, last week we covered Black Widow because it finally came out, and of course we've covered all the Marvel movies, so as of now, today I bought tickets to the movie. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but hopefully it was awesome. So if you missed that, or if you've finally gotten around to watching the movie, go back and uh, watch it, because we're spoiling the whole thing. Yep. Um, how are we going to take notes in the theaters? I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Um and on Patreon this month, we're covering Space Jam. So definitely go to Patreon. We already plugged it. It's a it. fun month. Episodes are, are the, you can go to the um, links in the uh, episode notes. Uh, and next week, Shazam. 
We're almost done with this series, then we'll announce our next one. So, yep. Thank you for listening. Happy summer. Bye.